0: The following opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers.
1: And do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Child Free Media Limited or its affiliates. So let's talk about self-care during the grieving process, which may be unexpected for some people as a topic, but you and I have both had significant losses in our lives. Um, You know, it's been a long time since I've lost my mom. It was 2005 when she passed, and reflecting on that, self-care played a massive part in the grieving process for me. So yours has been more recent. Do you want to start off with, with what you've gone through? So uh, I've lost both my parents, my mom in 2011,
0: and my dad just this past March. And I'll speak briefly about what I can remember during my mom's passing. Um, I was on a very, very high trajectory before my mom died. I was on a weight loss journey. I lost a really great deal of weight. I was also vegan. So my life was in a very different space then, and I was doing really well. Then I got the call that my mom was at the hospital and we better make it to the hospital. And then I got the other call that she was dead. Wow. And didn't even get to say goodbye to her. I made it to the hospital and there was you know, her body. And, ooh, it was debilitating. Yeah, Because even though my mother and I didn't have the best relationship, she's still my mom. That was the first major, major death. My grandfather died in 2010, but, and it was sad, definitely. Mm -hmm. But it didn't hit the way that it it hit me when my mom died. Yeah. And I was just done for. I needed to take a leave of absence from work. I didn't really do anything. I mean, I was still married at the time and my ex-husband Saw me go through it, and but and he had been through it too because he lost his dad in the nineties, so he understood. Mm-hmm. But he had never seen me like totally break down, you know that whole yeah. strong black woman trope.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He had never seen me like that. Okay. So I think he would. He didn't know what to do. <laughs> he he just did what he could do. Yeah. But self care was definitely out the window. Maybe more performative because he was there. Mm. I don't remember a whole lot. I just didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I took a break from social media. Yeah. I had some weird eating habits. Vegan was definitely gone because I didn't even want to eat. And then there was a weird period where I wanted to eat only ramen noodles.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. That's usually called college, but okay.
0: (laughs) It was just weird how things just but like I said, death affects everybody differently. Sure does, yes. And I was going through a really odd, misali- odd alignment. Yeah. So, you know, I finally came out of it. I got some therapy. I don't think my that therapist was specifically the best, but I needed something. Yeah. So I talked to that person and I eventually came out of it. It took about five, six months to okay. kind of sort of halfway get back to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, you know, like I said, a lot of things that I was doing positively for myself, those changed quickly when yeah. my mom died. And I also needed to add that th- the next year, nine months later, my brother died. Oh, wow. So That's- I think at that point I was numb. Yeah. And then I also decided to move out of state, like a month after he died. So... My emotions were all over the place, yeah. you know, and once I was in Maryland, then I kind of could forget about it a little. So it was a, moving out of state was a big distraction.
1: Okay. I so, have a, qu- I have a question. I, and, and this just came to me because I had this conversation yesterday
0: mm-hmm. with a
1: friend who lost a pet and I'm, I'm not, and anyone listening, don't get into the pets versus human comparison because it's, it's equal for some people but they were saying how they felt bad doing something good for themselves because they felt they should stay in the grieving period but they needed to go do something fun but they felt bad about having fun at this particular period of time and so i'm going to ask you just just curious like do you you know when self care goes out the window for during the grieving process because it, it's you you do go into shock it's very especially if it was it was unexpected i mean even if it is expected you still are 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 in shock do you think that you didn't give yourself permission to have any kind of you didn't want to feel good do you think like looking back maybe you wouldn't have thought about that at the time but do you think there's a connection between not wanting to do anything good for yourself and grieving
0: definitely because you feel like i got to feel bad I got to go through it. I got to cry. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to lie here on the bed for the next six months. Yeah. And you do feel guilty if you laugh or have a good moment. It's like, oh, no, my mom just died. Why am I laughing? You know, or my dad yeah. or my pet. So, mm-hmm. yes, those feelings certainly can come up. But what I had to reconcile eventually was that it's okay to get back to me again. It's yes. okay to laugh. It's okay to go out and eat and go see a friend. And mm-hmm. it's okay because the grief's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's going to stay there and you're still going to have to deal with it. Yep. Celebrate life because you're still here. And mm-hmm. where there's life, there's hope. Yeah. So the person that's passed on is passed on. You grieve them however you choose to do that. Mm-hmm. But also, again recognize that it's okay to live your life go through your period sure yeah. but eventually you want to get back to yourself yeah and it's it's going to be okay to, like i said laugh and and go out and do these things but yeah sometimes there is that guilt
1: yeah I it's so interesting you know you're talking about like you know go live because um when my my mom had been ill and she passed and it was it it was unexpected in the sense that she never told anybody except for my dad how ill she was. And so we only saw, and I had, I had left home at that point because I was 21, 22 when things like the last final months of her life. And so my brother was still at home and, you know, I remember the, the week that she passed, uh, I had, you know, I was helping my dad with a funeral arrangements and stuff like that. And I get to the house, my parents' house and there's a, a, a disconnection notice on the door. So my mom had been the one who had, you know, made sure all the bills were paid. Dad, you know, earned the living and she took care of all the finances in the household. But of uh, because I'm, you know, the gas, it was like the gas, I think it was the gas it, um, had been disconnected. And so this was February and we live on the Canadian prairie. So you you want to have your heat. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I get, yeah. to, so I, I go to the front door and I'm like, I go in, I'm like, dad, uh, did you know that, like they disconnected everything? <laughs> and and I and I didn't I mean look, I was 22 and you're still you're, you're dealing with a lot, you know? Yeah. So he and he looks at me, he's like um yeah, like your mom did that and I just haven't had time to go and pay the bills. And and that I I never forgot it just because it just tells you that the world still turns. You have gone through significant loss. Nobody knows you've gone through significant loss. Um, bills still show up. People are still happy. People are still miserable. Like, the world keeps going. And you get to decide whether you continue or not. And not to sound harsh about it, but it was, it was like, again, that's such a life lesson. Like, you, you you're still breathing. Like, everything's still going. And you, it feels like time has stopped. It feels like everything has stopped when you go through a loss like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But then life was like, nope. (laughs) The world keeps turning. Still things to do. And so, you know, it was, it's just, uh, but, but to the point though of, of um, caring for yourself. So, uh, I, I had gone through grief counseling before my mom passed because I didn't know what to do. And I didn't have, I didn't necessarily have much of a support system. When I look back, I had friends I had left the cult that i had grown up, and that's the funny thing, a coping mechanism. I went back to that cult for three years. Oh, wow. after my mom my mom died I, I, I became a a member again because I mean I'd been born into it, so it was kind of all I knew. but mm-hmm. I had I had gotten away from it, but it kind of still hung over your head. But when I when going through that like there was the last four months what turned out to be the last four months of my mom's life, we didn't know that at the time, but it was it was brutal. Was in the hospital. We were just us kids, me and my brother. Were just finding out that she was actually been ill for a very long time. She had hit it very well. I had since left home, but you know, just didn't know, um, and I didn't know what to do. And I didn't have like I I wasn't I didn't I wasn't dating. I didn't have anybody that was a really strong emotional support system. So I essentially went through it by myself. And uh, so then I went and saw a grief counselor to help me go through things before, you know, her actual death. So I had booked a spa appointment in a different town because the time I was working as a violinist and musician. And I actually had a part-time job on top of that because, you know, I have to work 24 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had booked a spa appointment in a different town and uh, booked a hotel because I loved hotels back then. And my budget was like not what it is now. So, you know, it was like a really crappy hotel, but it was still a hotel. And that was exciting. And then my mom died.
0: Mm-hmm. And...
1: I somehow called, managed to call the spa and just like brokenly say I have to cancel the appointment, but I kept the hotel because I love to drive and, th- and I needed to drive. So the that happened. She died at, at my parents' house dealing with, I, I was there, my brother was there and we had to deal with all the emergency people and all that good stuff. I had to make some more phone calls. I had an emergency plan in place so that I had someone who could call all of my students, all my clients. like you know, this is what's happened. Because I I had to, like, you had to be realistic that she would probably go, so I had an emergency plan. And then that night, my self-care, I drove, I think it was like an hour and a half to another town. I bought a package of cigarettes. And you could smoke in a hotel at the time. And I sat in the bathtub and, like, smoked. That was my self-care the night my mom died. That was the only thing I knew how to do. Like, I just... I needed to drive, I just needed to get out, because I, you know, I had an apartment, I was living alone, but it was a shitty basement apartment, and I was just like, I need to go to a shitty hotel room with a TV, because I didn't have a TV, I, like, I just, you know, I needed, I, I didn't, I couldn't go to the spa, I couldn't do that, but, because I just couldn't, but I needed to be by myself in a hotel room in a different town, and smoke in the bathtub, and that's what I did. Yeah. For a day. And then I checked out, drove to another city and helped plan mom's funeral. So, I mean, like, let's talk about those, like those, those moments. And, and, you know, you're, you're again, your dad is, has passed recently. And those moments when you're like, all right, you got to do something for yourself. Cause you know, like this is, th- it's hard to get more real than those moments, to be honest. Like nothing prepares you for parent death. You know, that at some point it's probably going to happen, but they don't teach you this in school, and they need to because, oh, good. like, there's so much to do, as you know. So yeah. what did you do, have you done, are you doing to get you through those moments that you're doing for yourself? Even if it's sitting in a bathtub smoking, which I don't <laughs> think you're doing. But <laughs> no, I'm actually a non-smoker. Okay. I, I mostly am, too, but I, I go through periods of time where I do smoke. So I guess I am a smoker, technically.
0: <laughs> so I don't even – I barely remember – the night that my mom died, I I barely remember it. I was just in shock, just shock all day. And I had to will myself to go to the hospital to see her. And that was so extremely difficult. It's like, I don't know where I gathered the wherewithal to do it, but I had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came home and I don't even remember what i did that night i think maybe i just lay on the bed and i didn't really do anything for myself that night yeah i couldn't really um now when my dad died you know he just died in march it was another moment of shock i had to force myself to eat because when my mom died i didn't eat i i was just gone but i forced myself to eat so i guess in that way i did something for myself yeah. I had to I had to slowly pack my bags. I was forcing myself to do this. Because, again, if I didn't do it, I wouldn't have showed up. Yeah. So I had to force myself to eat. Um, I don't know if I showered that night or the next day. Well, I think the next day. And I had to pack my bags. I had to figure it out. Um it was tough.
1: <laughs> it was it is, just yeah.
0: really hard. And I still don't know how I've made it through either of those. But yeah. So I didn't, like I said, for when my dad died that night, I had to just get it together so I could leave out the next day. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, forcing myself to eat, packing, and actually calling my ex-husband to come take me to the airport because I wasn't sure how I was going to get there. Cause I'm like, I have no idea. What am I doing? Mm -hmm. And so I think that was the most I could do for myself. Yeah. When my dad died.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, again, like grief again, is different for everybody. And you know, you had said that you had had a, you know, I'm going to say a challenging relationship with your mother my mom and I were friends the last five years of her life. Basically, like once I left home at eighteen, <laughs> we became friends because you know we were. I, I was. I challenged. Okay, I'll be nice. I, I challenged her. Uh, <laughs> throughout throughout my childhood, um, we were very different, and uh, yeah, I I never felt a natural connection to my parents. So, you know, I mean, she was a very dedicated stay at home mom. Um, but. And I, and I I bring this up because it wasn't you know like I I've met people who have lost their their mother specifically and they've never recovered in the sense that they were best friends. That was not the relationship I had with my mother. We were we were really cool and we were we were good friends. We you know I confided in her you know when I left home and stuff and we talked a lot. So I have no I, I think of all the stuff I put her through. I don't regret any of it and I I think therapy really helped with that. Like grief counseling really helped with that. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I am fine with how, you know, our relationship was now, and I can speak about it. But, and again, my point for bringing this up is, I that was the hardest moment of my life. Pretty much the hardest moment of my life was when she passed. Because even though we were not, like, best friends or whatever, I could not imagine what it was going to be like on the other side, knowing that one day she she was going to pass away soon. You never know when, but you had to realize that there was no going back. And I could not imagine what it was going to be like. And I, and your brain puts you in a bit of a protective bubble. So I can, I can observe that time period without getting so deep into it. Sometimes I can, but you know, I think your like, your brain tries to protect you from that trauma because it is traumatic. Because I do remember, you know, um, I had gone to my apartment in a different town. My brother had called me because I'd just been at the house, she was on the couch. I remember looking at her face, she couldn't speak and she was she was going. She didn't even look like my mother anymore. You could tell like she was leaving. And I said, "I'll be back. I have to go get new clothes." Got to my apartment. my brother called. He's like, "You got to get back here." He's like, "I had to call the ambulance. I was on the highway speeding, and I knew that she would not be alive when I got back. And, yeah. you know, like, thinking of those moments, like, when you, you go, and then you, you, like, I walk in the house, and there's, uh, all the emergency crew had left, except there was two police cruisers, and, you know, I was greeted by police officers, because deaf in the house, they call everybody. Um, including the, and because my brother was, he was 19, so he was, and he was still living at home, so they called, um, uh, I want to say social services. They sent over counselors, actually, to the oh, house. Okay. okay. Um, I think, it, I think it was social services. Anyway, um, anyway, but... You know, I just think those moments where it's like this haze and things stop and you're like, what do you do? And you kind of stand there and you nod and you, you hear what people are telling you. And there's a part of you, like I I had an emergency plan and that part of me kicked in and I got that rolling. But then there's a part of me that's just still, I think there's a part of me that's still standing there stunned. (laughs) and it never goes away you know and you're just like yep and 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 you have to think like well okay well what do i do because your world is completely changed and this doesn't have to be somebody that's like you're super close with i mean like even but it's a parent and it's still a parent and that's that's the thing it's a parent (laughs) whatever your relationship is you know and it's like yeah so when you're in that you know how how do you take care of yourself you somehow you move but it's it's very challenging, and again, reason for bringing these, this topic up specifically. It's like you you're still here. It's gonna be really hard, but you you're you're still breathing, and so you have to like somehow, like you said earlier, kind of get get back to yourself, or I guess just acknowledge yourself. You can't really yeah, get back to yourself sure. at that point. There, there's it's it's a crazy time, but just acknowledge that you're still there, and you need to. Maybe not smoke a pack of cigarettes, but you need to do something. You got to get back I to the either. life you like, had. Yeah. And, and remember that, that it, it's, it's okay to, it is okay to laugh because, you know, I, I look back now at even like the funeral and the, I mean, it was busy time. Like all, all the family, you, I mean, you, you get all the flowers, the cards. I mean, people were, I was always going to my dad's house and they were, you know, there was food everywhere and like, oh gosh. I mean, yeah, it was, it was insane. Um, and so like there, there was time, like parts that you enjoy. Cause I'm, I remember, you know, laughing at somebody for saying something funny or whatever at my mom's funeral. I mean, you're, my parents were very social creatures. So, you know, there was a lot of people around and, you know, like y- you felt supported or at least I felt supported, but at the same time you're like, well, okay, I- I'm actually kind of enjoying like their support, which is great. And you're, mm-hmm. you know, but then you're kind of confused because yes. <laughs> should i enjoy this time no <laughs> like it's so bizarre my brother and i like luckily i had my brother and i are super close so we were just telling the most inappropriate jokes throughout the whole thing like <laughs> privately towards us, because that's how we cope with what right. happened right and i think and even that and we still laugh about it to this day we're just like man we were just awful but we had to and to so again it. that's i'm gonna say that's a form of self-care you know because you have to Whatever, just to get through those really hard times because, you know, it's just, you know, I'm a pretty upbeat, like, positive person. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I don't go through, like, those really low times and there's going to be things that'll happen in my life now that, you know, will be out of my control that I have to get through. And it's just, you do get through them. You and I are both here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're, we're still talking here to talk, tell yeah. about it but you you it's it is important to recognize that you are still there somewhere with all the crap that's happening you know and yeah again emotional space to figure out what can i do for myself very important to have that opportunity
0: so you can move through it because honestly it's like having an out of body experience yes that's how it was mm-hmm. it's like mom didn't make it she's dead yeah what (laughs) it
1: it it takes so long for that to sink in yeah even when you're looking at them
0: at the funeral home it's like mm -hmm. is this is this really happening is this it
1: it, maybe it's a nightmare (laughs) it's it's hard there there were two moments for me the first one was that when I was picking out her outfit. My mom had her whole funeral planned. She knew this was coming. She had everything planned, from the pallbearers to the hymns to everything. Um, But she didn't pick out her outfit. <laughs> and so I... Mom, come
0: on. I uh, had to do I'm, that, too. I had to go and buy it and pick it oh, out. Oh, okay. Me and my
1: sister. Fun. Not. No. I, I went to her closet. And that was the first time I thought I was going to pass out. Because I, I I found her sweater that she really loved. It was a sweater I bought for her birthday. It was pink oh. and fluffy and just lovely. And she had this really cool skirt. And I laid it out on the bed. And everything just went. Came and up. that was the first. Yeah. That was the first. Because I would kind of been in, you know. Even, even, like, the night it happened. I just. you kind You're in survival mode. But that, that hit me. I was yeah. like. I just picked up my mum's bury- outfit to be buried, and, like... She was yeah. 47, I was 22, it was a little bit early than what I was expecting. You know, I- that- and so there was that moment, and then sitting in the front row of the funeral, because we had it at a hall, and there was her casket. And I've been to so many funerals throughout my entire life. I am a- I'm fine with funerals. I can see bodies all day long, I could view my mom totally fine. But sitting there- this is the first time I've been, like, I had lost grandparents before and stuff like that, but I'm like, this is my mother. I'm at my mother's funeral. I'm sitting in the front row at my mother's funeral, and everything just went again, and I was like, this isn't real, Yeah, but it was. (laughs) Right. And and those are the things where I can talk about it. I feel emotional, but my brain has protected itself because I can't, I can't, like, telling you this right now, I am, I mean, it has been, it's been like 17 years, but there's a part of me that will never be able to go back into that moment because it's too painful. So I, I, and your brain kind of protects you that way, but yeah, it's, it's those, those are, (laughs) again, some of the most challenging and real moments you'll ever have in life, unfortunately, you know? Um, Yeah. And it's, and and then it's like, okay, so what do I do for myself? And And you have to do something for yourself. You do, because it's just. I, I'm I not gonna say gonna... guilt you'll just feel everything you can possibly right. feel like you know my I know my brother went through a lot of guilt because he's like I mean she died of lupus he's like well I'm like what could you do about that <laughs> but it's just it's you know the like
0: guilt gets you
1: it does like all those things and so again bringing back like self-care like you need to decompress from it yeah, somehow you do and even you know because we're talking about grief specifically like even self-care before things happen like, again, like, I, I somehow had the wherewithal to to do grief counseling before, which I recommend that for, like, even if it's it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a, a, a death, go through it anyway. Because it, it really, it helped me let go before. It didn't make it easy. It didn't make the actual moment of death easy. But it helped. Because I got, I had a lot to unpack with my relationship with my mother, which I got to do before she died. Hmm. Which I am forever grateful to my younger self and to the therapist. (laughs) Yeah, because I
0: didn't get to do that with either her or my dad. Even though my dad and I were on talking terms and we would talk frequently. Definitely didn't get to do that with my mom. I was told in therapy to write that letter to your mom. And I did do that. But again, I got the call. She was at the hospital. I I wasn't even able to make it to the hospital before she had passed. Both deaths unexpected. Didn't have time to really... You know, now when I got the call, I was like, oh, my God, I got to get to the hospital. And, you know, what, is she, she going to be okay? And then, like I said, that time passed. And then I got the call again that she died. So didn't have time to do anything. So, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: at least you got to do that with your mom. Yeah. And, you know, it's and 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 because it's still, like I said, my coping mechanism was actually like going back to that uh religious extreme religious sect that i grew up in (laughs) i officially eventually left at 25 and that's been the end of it Mm -hmm. but you kind of go like well what what do you do and so you know it's just it's it's interesting how it it frames our choices it it influences us and again just having yeah that that it's important to have that space and again happy that i was able to do it it you know, I wouldn't recommend going through it alone. I mean, I did. <laughs> it's not the yeah. most fun thing, but you kind of work with what you got, and so sometimes you just have yourself and you just make the most of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, that that's how I became an aunt. <laughs> my brother had an ex-girlfriend and, like, a month later my oldest nephew was conceived. <laughs> I was like, alright, so so bring some child-free element into it. Yeah. Wrap it up, people. Um, I have to... See, this is where I have to use humor to kind of, like... Tie, <laughs> tie it up. Exactly. <laughs> Move he forward. Yeah. I mean, if he had done that at 18, then I wouldn't be an ant, but that's okay. Whatever. <laughs> um, I might edit that part out. Anyway. Uh You, you can know. leave it in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to. Um, yeah. It's... Yes. Uh, okay. again... Bringing it back to what we're talking about or why we're talking about it. Self-care is not... Do- I mean, it's 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 many things for different people. But bottom line is recognizing what you need and making yourself a priority. Freaking make yourself a priority because, like, just do it.
0: Well, because <laughs> you know? if you don't make yourself a priority, no one else will. And Correct. you can't be there for the other things in your daily life yes. that need attention. Yeah. Again your hygiene work driving people that you have to work around if you don't work remotely if you happen to be in a shared living space situation even though you know me and my roommate we barely interact but you know you still have to have some wherewithal to deal with that Mm -hmm. Um, yeah yeah, I just want to say I'm never going to get a roommate again I (laughs) I different combo. <laughs> Ooh,
1: yes. Uh, roommate situations. I, I, I so love living alone. I mean, I'm not set up for it. I just don't have the
0: the. <laughs> I neither. don't have the, the 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 basis for it. I don't. No,
1: no, I'm I'm I like myself when I have my my own space where I don't have to come home to anything or anyone. Like, you know, or it's just... you
0: have to wonder when are they getting back? Because that's him right now. His schedule's so hectic. I don't uh, know when he's coming. Like, last ew. night he didn't come in, but he yeah. came in this morning. And now he's gone again. And it's just like, when can I walk around the house naked? <laughs>
1: Never? Okay. That, that is what it really comes down to. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's that's exact. I mean, I, I put on a dress for this, but normally, no. <laughs> right. So I can only do that, like, Monday through Friday during
0: work hours when I know he's gone. Because otherwise I'm, gonna... I'm confined to my room.
1: We're, we're, we're going to end on that note. A form <laughs> of self-care is being able to walk around naked in your own house whenever the hell you Bless. want. Bless.
0: It's okay in my room, but just to, like, go to the kitchen and get out the shower and not have to
1: worry <laughs> about it. Oh, I miss that. I miss it. <laughs> if, if if you guys are listening to this in podcast form, V and I are wearing clothes, but not for very long. <laughs>
0: that is self-care i love getting dressed up like today i worked out i showered i put on perfume i'm nicely matching this is a purple headband for those oh that's awesome love it this is purple this is amethyst love it felt
1: great but all this is like So is this, is this performative or is genuine, but you can't wait to, like, let it's it... Genuine. Like, it's genuine. Okay, it's like, yeah, you yeah. know
0: what? You know, I, this is how I do when I want to get high femme. I right. will do the perfume and the matching and everything because I mm. like to do it. Not performative at all. Yeah. Um. I did it because I wanted to do it, because I like to do it. That's yes. why I said I'm back to myself yeah. because I'm enjoying doing this again. That's awesome.
1: But yeah, when it's over, it's said and done. <laughs> that's like me like i love the wig thing it makes me feel comfortable now it's like it's just part of what i do because it's fun but after this is over it'll come off the dress will come yeah. off and i'll be like free um all right well- <laughs> i'm free <laughs> literally, literally free <laughs> well wait a sec wait a sec someone might take that totally out of context okay we're I'm gonna not end that K, second on up. that note <laughs>
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Child Free Media Limited.
1: To stay current with child-free content like this, please visit childfreemedia.com and subscribe to the newsletter.